welcome to The Jim Roman Show, where we help you build a better business to build a better life with your host, Jim Roman. Someone recently asked me, as a property manager, what are three things I can do to be successful? That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode, is whether you're in property management, you're in real estate, you're a plumber, IT, marketing, there are three things you could do to be successful. And today we're going to be focusing on the property management industry. But again, this can apply to industry, any industry. So let's jump right into it. So as I mentioned, I recently was uh, at an event and someone asked me at the end, hey, Jim, what are three things I can do as a property manager to be successful? And without a hesitation, I didn't skip a beat. I said, real simple. Number one, the first thing you could do to be successful, again, whether you're a property manager in real estate, a plumber in marketing, IT, et cetera, is number one, create a routine in your work. That's right. Create a routine in your work. Studies have shown that children benefit from routines. Interesting enough, what I found out, so do adults. So often we are working ourselves to death. Uh, we have no routine. We're going to one task after the next task after next tax ta- task, easy for me to say. And um, there's no routine. And so my advice to this property manager was put some routine into your business. Now, I know you're thinking all you property managers or people in the industry, that's easy for you to say, Jim Roman. Well, actually, it is easy for me to say because I've coached companies across the country on doing this very thing. And so what could you do to to make that happen? I think one of the things is to figure out on a course of a day, a week, a month, where you could be consistent with one or two things. And I want to talk about specifics. Again, whether you're in construction, marketing, IT, you're a chiropractor, I think having those routines uh, matter because uh, now you know when you're going to do what you're going to do. And that gives your mind some uh, sense of peace. So let me be more specific. Again, in the property management industry, if, as you know, on a monthly basis, you have certain tasks you have to do. Interesting enough, I've talked to many pa- property managers that don't think of it this way, but if it were me and I were you, uh, say on the fifth of the month, I would be sending out my uh, notices. On the 15th of the month, I want to make sure that I'm finishing up with all my make readies, move ins and move outs. And on the 25th of the month, give or take, I want to make sure I'm finalizing any evictions, getting the house fixed up and or collections. In other words, every so often I want to be looking at the bigger picture, i.e. in this case, the month and making sure what am I going to do each week, each day, each month, that makes a huge difference. It's interesting how uh, often we get into a reactive routine and that doesn't serve us. Let me give you another example. Maybe on a weekly basis, again, if you're in the property management industry, uh, what you do is you have what I call maintenance Mondays. On Mondays, you go through all the work orders that came in over the weekend and uh, and the ones that escalated from the previous week and you work on that first. So first thing in the morning, my routine would be is get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a cup of water and know that the first thing I'm going to do is go through my emails, specifically looking for maintenance requests, maintenance issues, before I do anything else. Now, you might look for owner's issues, and that could be a separate routine, uh, and set that aside if you wanted to, but just that's an example. So that I know that every Monday morning, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be looking for maintenance requests and owner issues, and set that aside. That way you know when you're going to do that. Then on Tuesday, you meet with your maintenance team to assign those work orders that you didn't get to on Monday. But on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, you have all your work orders assigned to someone. 
And then Thursday, which most people don't do, by the way, after Tuesday, they, they set it and forget it. But I'm going to suggest on Thursday, you meet with your maintenance team again or talk to your maintenance team or those who handle your maintenance and discuss the status of those work orders. Why is this important? I was working with a property management company in Raleigh and they had a similar routine where Mondays was maintenance Mondays, Tuesday was maintenance meetings, but then nothing else happened after that. They were sharing me with their frustration that they didn't know the status of the work orders. They didn't know what parts were ordered. They knew nothing. And I said, well, why don't you just have a 10 minute meeting on Thursday to get an update? And they're like, wow, that's genius. I'm like, really? That's just sounds like something you would want to do. And ever since I've been suggesting this uh, over the years, it's made a big difference. It's not going to be perfect, but I will tell you, it'll probably resolve 90% of your frustration uh, and, and make a big difference for you. So that's just another example. That's a weekly example. And then finally, a daily example. If it were me and I were you and I was in a different part of the business, uh, I might get up and start at 8 a.m. and make my to-do list and communicate to my team our new priorities. At 10 a.m., I would check in with the team to see what support they need. And then at 2 p.m., I would take a break. I would leave the office, walk around the uh, building, and get away to clear my head. Let me say that again. In the morning at 8, I would set my priorities and share it with the team. At 10, I would check in with the team. So I make sure that they don't need anything so they can deliver on what they need to deliver on. And then two, take a break. How many of you are taking a break on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis for you? That routine alone, I could make a big difference. I'll talk more about that later. If you want more into this topic, uh, go to my website at Jim Roman Online and forward slash blog. And I wrote an article on these three things in more detail. So again, that's jimromanonline.com forward slash blog. As well as in that article, there are other uh, resources for you for helping you find time to save time and how to do more in less time are two additional resources for you. So check that out. So number two, what's the second thing you can do to um, uh, be successful at what you do? This is huge. Hopefully, hopefully you're sitting down, and that is to be able to have the ability to de-stress. Let me say that again, the ability to de-stress. I think so often we get stressed out and we don't have a tools to de-stress. This is super important to me because not too long ago, I used to use food and alcohol to distress, distress myself. At the end of the day, I'm stressed out and I would go get a bourbon and maybe wine depending on what mood I'm in and then I have another bourbon and another bourbon and then I eat pizza and eat more pizza and at the end of the evening, I overdrank and I overate. And I was not happy with myself the next morning because I wasn't as sharp as I could be because of that. And so I'm, I've been in your shoes. I, I know what it's like to be stressed on a regular, consistent basis. That's why I started my Roman Around series. If you go online and just hashtag Roman Around, that is part of me de-stressing de de myself, easy for me to say. And I think that this is a key thing to being successful in any industry, in any position in your organization, is what are you doing to have less stress or de-stress at the end of the day? Now, I'm going to get a little bit passionate about here because I'm going to get a little upset with some of you out there that says, Jim, that's fine, but I can't take time for myself. I can't, I can't do this for myself. And I'm going to argue, debate you that you, you must. 
I don't think the creator made us to work 80 hours a week and then have a fraction of the time off. I don't believe that. I believe we're supposed to enjoy life. That is one of my mottos, build a better business so you can live a better life. I was recently doing a two-day EOS-like implementation for an organization. And in part of that process, one of the rocks were to make sure that one person on the team rides his bike every morning. And another team member at the end of the day goes for a walk on the beach. And the owner's already doing things for himself, so that was good. And the newest team member hadn't figured out what he needed to do for himself to de-stress or to, to take care of themselves. And I sat there as a facilitator and kept my mouth shut because they were arguing whether they should do that or not. And I wanted to argue back that you better or I'm going to get the owner to fire you. In other words, if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be able to take care of other people. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that I know some of you out there listening, I know you personally, that you're not taking time for yourself on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, or at least on a quarterly basis. And I tell you, you deserve it, you earned it, and that's you weren't created to not to do that. Again, if you want more details on this subject matter, it's in our blog uh, at jimromanonline.com forward slash blog. But I'm here to say that if you don't take care of yourself, you won't be around to take care of other people. And I can't scream loud enough, which I'm being calm and collective right now, but if you are telling me right now, Jim, I can't do something for myself. Jim, I can't take time off for myself. Guess what? You're the person I'm talking to. So please reach out to me. Call me. Text me. Message me. Find me on social media. Email me. Please, 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 please take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people around you. I can't stress this enough. If you know my story, uh, this is close to my heart. And um, I won't harp any further on it. But know that you should do this. You deserve this. You were designed to take time for yourself. Number three, what's the third thing that you can do for success? So the first thing we talked about is having a routine. You know, again, kids have routines. Adults should have routines. Creating a routine in your business, I should say it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, it'll take you some time to get routine. I'm not expecting you to have 100% perfection uh, right away. But start to go from reactive to proactive. If you're 90% reactive and 10% proactive, what can you do to get 80% reactive and 20% proactive and so on? We talked about de-stressing yourself. Again, I used to use food and alcohol. I don't anymore. Now I can actually enjoy a bourbon at the end of the day, a glass of wine at the end of the day, and I can go out, eat a fine meal, and really enjoy the fruits of my labor um, the way I was intended to do. So the third thing that you could do is to take time to work on your business, not just in your business. Again, work on your business, not just in your business. Regardless what position you're in your organization, are you taking time to think about all the things you need to do from a 40,000-foot view? And other ways of working on your business, as I see it, is three things. One, organizing your space, organizing your thoughts, and then organizing your business. These are three things that I have found that helps people be successful. So let's talk about organizing your space. Uh, to full disclosure, I'm a pile guy. I love piles. I have piles on my desk. I have piles on the desk, excuse me, on the table. And I even have sometimes piles on the floor. I do well with piles because I know where everything is so that when I need it, I can find it. That being said, the only piles that go on my desk are the piles I'm working on that day. 
So all I have to do is focus on that day. I don't have to worry about any other pile but the piles or the paperwork that's on my desk. I think so often that we have pile on top of piles on top of piles and that sitting on our desk just stresses us out, overwhelms us, and we become less productive. I just found that that works for me. Other people need to hide those piles and put them into drawers if that works for you. I've learned from uh, organizers out there, professional organizers, that that's okay as well. But when's the last time that you organized your space so that you feel more comfortable, more productive, and more at peace, I think is critical in your success. Organizing your thoughts. What do I mean by that? So there's a favorite quote I have. I believe Einstein is the one who stated it, and it is, your brain is for thinking, not for storing. In other words, we try to run our lives, run our businesses in our heads. And Einstein would say, nope. It's not what you're supposed to do. The brain is for thinking, not for storing. And so one of the things that I do to organize my thoughts is I get them down on paper. Every morning when I wake up, I drink a cup of coffee, do my devotional, and then I journal. I journal whatever's on my mind and put it down on paper every single day. And interesting enough, when I get it out of my head and get it down on paper, I have more clarity. I have more calm. I have more peace. This clears me up to be more creative. So I would encourage you to do that from, a uh, again, organizing your thoughts, a level one perspective. A level two perspective in organizing your thoughts, from time to time, I want to be asking myself questions like, why do I do what I do besides making money? Where do I want to be in life and how am I doing on that? And what does my business need to look like to make all of that happen? So at least once a quarter, if not once a month, I'm asking myself those questions. Again, if you want those questions, go to our blog at jimromanonline.com forward slash blog, and you can read more about those specific questions uh, if you would like to. And then the last thing in regards to organizing your thoughts uh, is comes down to organizing your business. And the way I organize my business is through what I call the five functions to a successful business. I won't go into those five functions because coming up on our time, I'll be respectful of your time. But if you're not taking time to think about your business, work on your business, uh, you're missing an opportunity to be more successful. And that's just huge. So as I finish up and share last final thoughts with you, again, whether you're a property manager, you're in construction, you're in real estate, you're in IT, you're in marketing, there are three things that you can do to be more successful. Number one get a routine. Try to be less reactive and become more proactive using some of the techniques we talked about today. Number two, de-stress yourself. Do something on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to de-stress yourself. For me, I wind down at the end of the day at four o'clock. I read my devotional every morning. I go for a walk three to five times a week. I go to the gym three times a week. These are just things that I do now to de-stress myself, to clear my head up, to do the third thing, and that is organizing myself, my business, and my thoughts. I take time to work on myself and my business. I hope you got value out of today. Uh, please uh, continue to send your uh, comments, your questions, and your thoughts. Again, what we love to say is build a better business so you can live a better life. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information, visit my website at jimromanonline.com or follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at jimromanonline.com. And you can email me at questions at askjimroman.com.